0: As humans, we seem hardwired for stories. It's something we learn to enjoy from a very young age. We don't actually seem to outgrow them either. But praying a story is not something that's common. I was never really taught to pray a story from the Bible. That takes some learning and practice, which is what we're talking about on today's episode. First 15 Podcast is brought to you by Word of Prayer. And I'm Ron. I'll be your guide on this journey. Welcome if you're new to our podcast, and welcome back if you've been listening for a while. Subscribe or follow the podcast if you haven't already. Season 5 of our podcast is focused on learning to listen and pray through narrative or Bible stories, which are very common throughout the Bible. I shared in the first episode of season 5 that it took me many years to realize that the whole Bible is one unified story that points us to God, who is most clearly and fully revealed in the person of Jesus. Why does this matter? If the Bible is just a collection of separate, independent stories, then I'm inclined to pick and choose which ones I like and which ones I don't. If I don't see the bigger storyline, I'm going to miss some important truths along the way and what God is saying in individual stories as well as at the higher level across all the stories. Without seeing that overall story, I may not even bother much with trying to pray through these stories. It's important we learn to listen to the story God is telling us, to read the story and let it shape us into the people that God wants us to be. There are a number of places in the Bible where key parts of the overall storyline are told or retold. I'm thinking of the book of Deuteronomy as an example, a number of the Psalms, or some of the key speeches in the book of Acts like chapter 7 or chapter 13. Let me share with you now the overall story of the Bible that is drawn from all of the 66 books that make up the Bible. That storyline can be summarized a number of ways. I'm going to capture it in six parts and I'll tell you which parts of the Bible fit into each of those six divisions. Are you ready? Part one, creation and the royal task. This is found in Genesis chapters one and two. God created the world and everything in it, and he gave us as humans a special role within his creation. It's a royal task. He asked us to rule within his creation. Part 2, Rebellion and the Unraveling. That's detailed in Genesis chapters 3 through 11. So despite God's efforts, he gave us freedom to choose. And we've messed up things royally. And we see that played out in the story of Adam and Eve in the first fall. And then their sons, Cain and Abel. And then the people who come after them the people in the days of Noah, the people in the days that the Tower of Babel is built. And so it's just a story of ongoing rebellion and just an unraveling of God's original plans for us. But God isn't done yet. Part three, God's covenant with Israel. This really takes up the great majority of the Old Testament. It starts in Genesis 12 and runs right through the last book in the Old Testament, the book of Malachi. This part of the story, part three, is one of the most involved. So we'll return to it in a moment to talk about how we might further subdivide it in a way that makes it a little bit more manageable. But for now, out of our six parts, we've covered the first three. Creation. the royal task, rebellion and the unraveling, and then God's covenant with Israel. Part four is about Jesus and the kingdom of God that he announced and that he came uh, to bring about in the world. We see details of this in the four books, the first books of the New Testament, which make up really about 40 percent of the entire New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. The fifth part of the story is about the spreading of kingdom people, or about those who are followers of Jesus Christ. This is the rest of the New Testament from the book of Acts through to the book of Jude. And so the spreading of kingdom people is found in the narrative of Acts and in all the letters, the various letters of Paul, as well as John's letters, Peter's letters, and the other assorted letters that come from individuals like James or Jude. And then in part six, we have the return of the king. And this is the main action in the book of Revelation. So Jesus and the kingdom of God, the gospels, the spreading of kingdom people, Acts, through Jude, and then the return of the king. The Revelation. Those six parts tell one overarching yet coherent story. Keep it in mind and the specific episodes in the story will start making more sense. Let me go through the six parts one more time just quickly so that we can really get them concrete in our mind. Part one, creation and the royal task. Part 2, Rebellion and the Unraveling. Part 3, God's Covenant with Israel. Part 4, Jesus and the Kingdom of God. Part 5, the Spreading of Kingdom People. Part 6, the Return of the King. Now I want to go back to Part 3 about God's Covenant with Israel. There's a lot of ground covered here. Many books of the Bible are concerned with this, majority of the Old Testament. Really, we could say about 38 and a half books of the whole Bible out of 66, so that's quite a lot. It helps us if we can break this down a little bit more. I've done that into three specific movements within part three of God's covenant with Israel. Let me detail them now. First movement. God chooses Israel to be a blessing to the nations. That begins in the person of Abraham that continues into this people then called the nation of Israel. This part of the story, this first movement is Genesis 12 through the book of Deuteronomy or the rest of what we also call the Torah or the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament. Second movement, Israel's royal failure. So the book of Joshua, Judges, 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings detail what is going on in this second movement. The people of Israel are given a good land to live in, a law to live by, and they aren't content with all the blessings that God gives. They want a king to rule over them, a king who is like the nations around them. And God gives them a king in the person of Saul, we started telling some of this story when we began this season in the book of 1 Samuel. We talked about Samuel, the boy, growing up, and he goes on later to anoint the first king, King Saul, as well as the second king, King David. And what happens through the rest of these books that I've mentioned, Joshua, Judges, 1 and 2 Samuel, 1 and 2 Kings, is a familiar pattern emerges of some kings are good, a lot of kings are not good. They're morally and spiritually corrupt, and they lead God's people astray. And so Israel's royal failure sets the stage for the third movement, which is Israel's exile and the prophetic covenant hope that God restores and details in the prophet's who come and really give a counterweight to the kings, especially the evil kings, as well as give hope and encouragement to God's people even after there's no more kings. When they go into exile in Assyria and Babylon, and then a remnant returns to the land from exile and try to rebuild upon the ruins. So part three, God's covenant with Israel finds detail in these three movements. God chose Israel to bless the nations. Israel has a royal failure at being the people of God, but God's not done yet. God sends them into exile and brings them back and restores and renews the covenant, the prophetic hope that he has in mind, which leads us into part four that we talked about, Jesus and the kingdom of God, which is a fulfillment of All of the the prophecies and the covenant hope that God details for Israel. Now, in verse 15, in this season specifically, season five, we've already covered the first two of the six parts of this overarching storyline of the Bible in our early episodes. What comes next in this season is the story of Abraham, which launches us into the third part of the storyline. And what we're going to be doing in the remaining episodes in season five is we're going to listen to at least one story from each of the parts of the overall storyline of the Bible. So now the question comes up, how does all of this help us to pray? Well, let's reflect on that for a minute. First of all, by paying attention to the bigger storyline, certain features start to stand out. And one of those is that this is a God story. It starts with God. He's the creator. And he's active in his creation. He's active in the story. Even when that isn't completely obvious in the way the stories are told. And in the same manner that this is a God story, prayer itself orients us properly toward God. Prayer is how we approach God, how we converse and relate with God. Prayer points our attention back to God. For myself, at the beginning of every day, I try to start with prayer to remind myself before I do other things, I want to cultivate a God perspective for the rest of the day. By paying attention to the bigger storyline, something else happens. It alerts us to the fact that this is a moral story about our freedom and our failing as humans. Because God made a good creation, including good human beings. He gave us the freedom to obey Him, to trust that He knows best what is truly good. And in prayer, we align ourselves morally with God. We choose Him and His ways and acknowledge He is good. Third of all, the overarching storyline of the Bible that we've spelled out here tells us that this is a covenant story. God makes promises and acts to protect us within a loving relationship. He did it with Abraham. He did it with Israel. He did it with the church. And prayer is built upon God's promises. And it's a primary way to grow or to strengthen our relationship with God, to live out the realities of being in a covenant with the God who created us. Finally, this is a kingdom story. The Bible is all about a kingdom story. God, of course, is the King with a capital K. He reigns over all. In grace, he invites us to rule Within his creation, he set up a kingdom, little k, namely Israel, in the midst of the kingdoms of the earth. And Jesus himself came as king. And though the church that follows after Jesus is persecuted at times, our destiny is to reign with God in his kingdom. So in prayer, we acknowledge these truths and we pray in expectant hope for God's kingdom to come in fullness and power for justice and righteousness to prevail and for the return of our King. Let's do that right now. Father God and King of Heaven, you created a good creation and shaped us in your image. You made us to rule under you. And we have chosen to go our own way, to know good and evil on our own terms. You've made covenants with your people and kept your promises even when we were faithless and disobedient. You set up your kingdom and also brought it under judgment as your people were sent into exile. And in your time, And in fulfillment of the prophecies, you sent your son, King Jesus, the Messiah, to restore your covenant and to break the hold of sin and death. We pray, God, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Rescue this world from darkness. Return to reign over all creation to renew heaven and earth, help us to listen to, to understand and to celebrate your story and to share it with others too. This is our prayer in Jesus name. Amen. God knows the end of the story and he's revealed enough to us to excite us and inspire faith in his loving plan. Now, from our perspective, the story is still being written. The specific twists and turns that it will take are yet to be seen. We have a choice in whether we choose God as king or if we will try to step into his place and be king. To call Jesus Lord is to accept him as king. To call on the name of the Lord is to worship Yahweh as God above all. Our choices or decisions are important. They have real consequences. In the next episode, we're going to listen to Abraham's story and see how our choices affect blessing and covenant, as well as participate in God's universal story. My prayer is that you are growing deeper in faith and closer to God each day. And I hope that this podcast is some small part of that. Let me hear from you as you listen to our podcast. You can find ways to connect with us at wordofprayer.com. That's with dashes, as well as on our social media channels at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Your support of our podcast means more to us than you realize. Whether you go to Amazon and get one of our books, or if you find just the right gift or product on our Etsy store, Or maybe you just honor us by sharing this with someone else to bless them. We are really thankful for you. Check out our show notes in the program description or go to wordofprayer.com if you want details. God's story is one of life and fullness. Enjoy it fully.